Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah, it's back, baby. Packers football's back, Scott. <laughs> you wanted music. I gave you music. I, I was told Nelly would be bringing us back from break. It'll be coming eventually, but uh, I figured, you know, since we're talking Packers here, we'd get a little G-Force going before Packers 49ers tonight. Yeah, no, we we sure did. We we got it going. I bet you forgot about this, you know, glorious jam here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure did. Sorry to throw you a curveball, but no, this is this is just yeah. All right, there, there, it's fading down, fading down, uh, uh, almost gone. Oh, we can, I can turn it back up. No, 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 it, it can, it can go. Yeah, Jordan Love, <laughs> Packers, 49ers, 7:30. Jordan Love, three running backs who are not entirely sure what the first names are. Will Romeo Dubs end up scoring three touchdowns, or will Amari Rogers finally do something? I love G-Force. Oh, man. Yeah, that that's a lot. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Scott Gradsky and Sam Schmitz. Fan Afternoon Show coming to you live from Lakeland University Studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. And as that wonderful music hinted at, we are talking Packers football, and we are finally talking about a Packers game and not just about the weird guardian things on top of the helmets and the... 30% speed, two-hand touch that is a practice in the uh, training camp right now. Actual Packers games. And, of course, the most exciting thing for any Packers game, taken away right away, because Aaron Rodgers will not play today. Aaron Jones will not play today. Kenny Clark will not play today. Jair Alexander will not play today. My guess is you're looking at about 20 to 25 Packers players, all starters, who will be on the sidelines. But that does give you a chance to see the next wave of Packers. It does give you a chance to see the potential future of the Packers and Jordan Love, as well as some of the potential players who will end up making a difference this year for the team. I think you're going to get a lot of the offensive line, those young guys who, especially if Bakhtiari and Jenkins are hurt, will be starting week one. That's something that I definitely will be keeping an eye on. And it's going to be a chance to get a real look at the wide receivers and not the wide receivers playing without any real contact, press coverage, worried about getting hit from a safety over the middle. It, it's a real full-speed look at Romeo Dobbs. A real full-speed look at year two of Amari Rogers, Samari Toure. Unfortunately, Christian Watson will not be playing in the game. He's been hurt and is still, I think he's on the pup still, right? Yeah. So he will not be playing in this game. Uh, but the other guys, you do get a chance to to see what they can do. And then the second half of the game will, you know, also be played. Inter- it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's still <laughs> it's always interesting to watch some of the second half of these preseason games just to see some of these guys who and they're literally putting everything on the line to try to chase their dream and to find a spot on this roster, knowing that if you're in the game in the fourth quarter of preseason game one, chances are you got a long way to go. Yeah. Maybe you're a practice squad guy. Maybe. 
I was watching uh, Patriots Giants last night, and it was in the second half, uh, about like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, actually. And you know, one of the Giants wide receivers had a fumble, and the obviously it's it's a preseason game, second half, time is winding down, not a lot of starters are in there. But I just immediately thought of like, oh man, that guy. I feel so bad for him because he was, you know, obviously very down on himself because, like you just said might be his last chance in the NFL or who knows, or it might be, you know, going to the Canadian football league afterwards. It's, it's a tough time, but I think a lot of us, you know, we just turn the dial as soon as some of the starters go out. But yeah, I mean, this is a crucial time for a lot of players who are trying to chase a dream in the NFL. Well, now too, that it's only a three game preseason and not a four game preseason. Yeah. Those guys opportunities get limited. Some of them really might just be week one and that's it. I think it's a cut down to 80 is coming up after, I believe after this game might be after week two, uh, but eventually Roster cuts will start coming in. So what we're looking at for tonight, what do you consider to be a successful game for the Packers? Do you care if they win? Does that matter if they end up winning this game? Does it matter if they lose the game? Does it matter if it's ugly one way or the other? 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. To me, I, I, you'd rather win. I think even in a preseason, there's something to be said for keeping morale high and, and being on a positive note it's much easier to to look at tape when you know how the game ends. On the flip side of things, if I'm not mistaken, the 0-16 Lions were 4-0 in the preseason that year. I mean, look at the Baltimore Ravens, 21-0, I think now in the preseason. Yeah. Um, but what does it what does it you know mean at the end of the day? I mean, if anything, if there's anything I care about the score, it's it's the first half score because mm-hmm. that's when the majority of the starters are going to be in there. But, yeah, I, I don't really care about the win or loss. Um, more, more than anything for me – a successful game is a clean game. And then on top of that, you just want to see these guys in control. And hopefully that means a, a lead in the first half. But if it isn't, if it's still a tight game, I mean, that's that's good enough for me. Because at the end of the day, I mean, Jordan Love can do his thing. But what if the Packers defense is just giving up multiple touchdowns to Trey Lance, who I think we've kind of overlooked. Like, this is a big game for the 49ers, too. They're not going to really be. Is, is Lance starting? I believe so. I, yeah. I kind of assume he is, but I don't, I don't know if they've announced it. Probably for a few snaps. I'll double check. Yeah. But, I, I kinda, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking even, he might play a couple of series and Love will play the whole half is my guess. Right. It kind of reminded me of when um, before Lamar's MVP season, uh, they actually, uh, the Packers matched up against him in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Played a couple of drives, but I was kind of surprised just to see the Ravens starting quarterback out there at the end of the day. So I'm assuming, you know, with Trey Lance going into year one of being a starter, that they actually do want to give him some reps. So I assume so, but I will double check. And it, Honestly, if you do see Trey Lance, I think that's great for the Packers' defense. Yeah, uh, It'll be against not the ones, because, again, your Kenny Clarks, Jair Alexanders, Devondre Campbells, Rashawn Garys, I can't imagine they play at all in this game. But it will be against maybe the, the second echelon of ones. And more importantly, it will be against the rookies and the first-round pick rookies. I fully expect Quay Walker to be out there when they start this game. I expect Devontae Wyatt to be out there when they start this game. Those are two players who you really want to see if they can make an immediate impact. And it's not the end of the world if they can't. Mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary was not exactly a difference maker year one with the Packers. He needed some time to develop. That was a complaint people had with him right away, as if he was, I think he was 12th overall. If you're picked that early, you should make more of an impact right away. It took him a little time. That's okay, because now he's one of the best players on this defense, and he is a, a real weapon for this defense. To me, I look at the same way with uh, Devontae Wyatt. I'd love to see him make a year one impact, but if he doesn't, Kenny Clark, Jaron Reed, Dean Lowry, you're pretty good on the front. Yeah. A guy that we didn't mention too yesterday and that I hope can make a big impact in the preseason and stick around on this Packers roster is TJ Slayton. Somebody who I've kind of been a fan of. I realize he's not going to be a star or anything, but just to have a guy like that in depth, hopefully he can stick around as well. I did uh, double check. Kyle Shanahan did say, obviously we don't know how long Trey Lance is going to be playing, but he will be playing against the Packers tonight. Okay, good. I mean, I, I think it, it's good that you're going to have the uh, second string guys for the most part and a couple maybe fringe starters get an opportunity against him. i love to see what Vernon Scott does against him. Yeah. That's a safety who is three <laughs> years in the system right now and clearly has the inside track to be the, the first safety off the bench if Darnell Savage or Adrian Amos get hurt. He came in when Savage got hurt on family night and has been playing with the ones ever since. You'd love to see what he can be. Can you imagine the firestorm if uh, Vernon Scott gets a you know interception off of Trey Lance or like a forced fumble? What that's going to do for not only Packers fans but 49ers fans as well? 
I mean, it's going to be interesting because Trey Lance, he is a dual threat quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good runner at the end of the day. So obviously it won't be probably running that much tonight against the Green Bay Packers because they want to keep him healthy and up on his feet. But who knows? We shall see. Because yeah, I would imagine anytime he runs, Shanahan is just going to be on the sideline. No, 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 no. Down, Mike, down, down, down. Mike him like Mike Vrabel did to Malik Willis yesterday. I don't know if you heard uh, Mike nah, Vrabel after the game. So Malik Willis had a you know scrambling rushing touchdown. Um, he was pulled pretty much immediately afterwards the next drive because Mike Vrabel said he wanted uh, Malik Willis to throw the ball, and he wasn't. So kind of a little bit of a back and forth. And then Malik Willis after the game, he was like, well, you know, not every play is meant for me to throw the ball. Sometimes I'm just playing the game. So I just it's a it weird spot to be in too. Cause yeah. I understand both sides. I understand wanting to protect your, your potential future quarterback. Right. But it's also, if you're the you know, quarterback if he's playing like, the game, he's playing the game. If the play breaks down, you want me to throw an interception? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, so. it, you play the game the way that you always play. And that's, it's one of those things that makes Giannis great that also it can be infuriating a little <laughs> bit in training camp or in the preseason. You'll see Giannis die for a loose ball, and it's, what are you doing? Exactly. But you can't turn it off. Once he gets on the court, he's playing. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really – I'd like him not to get hurt, but for any player, any star player, I, that's the mentality I'd rather have. I want you being – full and being 100% invested when you are called on. You know, I, I'm just curious, too, because I think I, we're all very excited for Packers football to finally be back tonight, but I think we might be getting maybe our hopes a little too high because at the end of the day, it is first preseason game. Um, they, you know, could be very sloppy on both sides of the ball for both teams at the end of the day, and it could be hard to kind of get an evaluation for at least the first week for any of these guys, uh, maybe if they fix it next couple drives, but... I don't know. It's it's kind of always curious to see how we come, you know, out, right out of the gates because you know, I obviously remember last year with Jordan Love in his first preseason game. It was very kind of a little flustered, had some turnovers and stuff like that, but kind of figured it out the next two games before he got injured. Well, and, and we'll see with Jordan Love uh, how the offensive line looks. Yeah. That's going to go a long way towards whether or not you can look at his preseason tape as this really is an indicator of the future or his preseason tape gets thrown out because, you know, whether it's Rodgers or anyone else, if the offensive line is as bad as it can be in a preseason game, and that's not a shot at the Packers, that's any offensive line in the preseason, then there's only so much you can tell. But we'll see. I, I think that I would like to see Love have more of a command of the offense. I think that he struggled with it at times in the Chiefs game. At times in that Chiefs game that he started, he looked like a rookie. And I realize he's a second-year player at that point, but it was his first real action, and he very much looked like a rookie. I mean, he should be comfortable at this point, um, even though it is against another team. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's got a pretty good – he's got chemistry with the majority of these guys on offense, whether it be on the offensive line or in their receiving game too. So you would think that would hopefully help. He doesn't have, you know, the Malik Taylors of the world that he's thrown to this preseason. I mean, if Amari Rogers and Romeo Dubs are going to be on the field, hopefully they'll be able to contribute. And uh, I think that'll make his life easier. I'm, I'm predicting a pretty good showing from Jordan Love. I don't know. I just feel pretty good about – what he's going to bring to the table tonight. And I, I do think that uh, Coach LaFleur will put him in position to be as successful as he can be. No, he's not going to to put anyone who's at risk of an injury or any major veterans. No. But I don't think you're going to see Romeo Dobbs get pulled five minutes into the game. I don't think you're going to see Rogers get Amari Rogers get pulled that into the game. I think that he'll let Love go out there with the mix of ones and twos for as long as Love is out there. And that's part of why... I don't necessarily think Jordan Love is playing any in the second half, assuming his first half goes well. If his first half doesn't go well, he's going to go back out there. It's just so frustrating because I know they want to play their third stringers and they don't want to risk Jordan Love getting hurt, but at the end of the day, we all know that the Packers are probably going to be only carrying two quarterbacks in the roster. And (laughs) I mean, Packers fans, I'm sure the front office, they really want to get a look at what Jordan Love brings to the table, but yeah, I mean, if it were up to me, Jordan Love would be playing all these games, uh, one through four quarters, but I just realized that's that's not going to be the reality. No, I think you're still going to see Danny Etling a little bit today. Uh, and I agree with you, Danny Etling is not going to be uh, on this 53-man roster when the season starts. He'll probably be a practice squad spot, which is what the Packers have done with their, their third-string quarterbacks for the most part, except when they had uh, rookie Jordan Love and needed to protect him and had him on the roster as a, a third string guy 414-677-1250 the number here on the fan 414-677-1250 talking Packers preseason football getting ready for their game against the 49ers what do you consider to be a successful game for the Packers and who are you keeping your eye on other than Jordan Love that's kind of the easy one that's kind of the gimme 
to me, Vernon Scott, a big name to look at. The receivers, obviously a position to look at. And the tight ends. Is Josiah DeGuara ready to make that jump? It's a third-year player now. Is he going to make an impact on the team for 17 games? Is Dominique Daphne one of those, and, and Tyler Davis too, the two of them, are they those cool, undrafted free agent stories who you hear about for a year and then sort of fade into the distance? Or are they guys who are going to make an impact on the team this season? There are snaps open at the tight end position. Robert Tunyon is out for at least a little bit. Mercedes Lewis is obviously looked at more as a blocking tight end at this point. So whether it is Daphne, DeGuara, Davis, there are meaningful snaps at the tight end position that someone is going to earn through their work, not only in training camp, but in these preseason games. Once again, 414-677-1250. If you guys want to join the conversation, let's get out to the phone lines. Get out to Irv on the south side. Irv, you're on the fan. Hey, what up, fellas? I, I, I'm glad I turned on the station. I didn't even know there was a Packer game tonight. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought it was like this weekend, but uh, I'm really just intrigued about this defense, man. Like, honestly, I think this defense is going to be lights out, especially that in the trenches because you, you, you drafted Wyatt. Uh, you signed a guy from Kansas City. You got Kenny Clark. Then you got your bookends, uh, Rebecca Smith. And I always forget the other uh, linebacker name from Michigan. But uh, Rashawn Gary. I think going to be like Rashawn Gary, and then you added uh, the middle linebacker. I, and then our, our defensive backfield was just – they were already lights out. So, I think this is what's going to carry us to the Super Bowl this year is the, uh, the defense. I also would like to see Jordan the Love um, – play as much as possible at least two two quarters because i really think they need to chart if he's that good or if he's okay to showcase him in case we want to trade him or somebody want to make us an offer we can't refuse because as long as he sits on the sideline nobody knows what his potential is but uh other than that i'm excited man uh i, I just think our offense is going to be okay with Rodgers, regardless who uh who's on the opposite end of uh, catching the ball so but i really i just want to see the defense tonight well, Irv, now that you know that the game is tonight, uh, is there anyone on the defense you're looking for and, and looking to, to see what uh, they can bring? Well, I, I, I really don't like preseason. I, I Man, like, you, you just hear it. Like, I hate watching NFL Network when they such and such this tour Achilles, whatever. Yeah. I, I hate because I don't want nobody to get hurt. And then it just, you know, put the, you know, like you don't know what the season's going to be like. And what, you know, getting drafted these guys, these signing guys for a reason. But I'm interested in Wyatt. I just, I, you know, just watching his game tape on YouTube. I think he's a dog. So I just want to see what that that line is going to look like with the, uh, him and Kenny Smith. What's the guy they uh, signed for free? Uh, Jaron Reed. Kansas City. Jaron Reed. Yeah. So you take some three, man, they should. And then you got, you know, uh, Rashad Gary and uh, Preston Smith coming off the end. It's going to be some hell to pay. So that's what I'm looking for. I, I'm not really worried about our backfield. They, you know, they're good. So. All right, Irv, thank you so much for calling. Appreciate the call. I, I tend to agree with you. I think that uh, Devontae Wyatt is one of those guys who I will be looking at because, as, as we've said a couple of times over this last week, for a first-round pick, you're not hearing a ton about him in camp. That doesn't mean, oh, my God, he's a bust. That means that he's three weeks into his NFL career. Uh, but I, I'd like to see something from him in the preseason game. And for what it's worth, Irv, if you're still uh, listening with us, I agree. I hate the preseason 49 weeks out of the year. But during these three weeks where it's here and it's the only football we got, I'm all in. I love the preseason. Yeah, well, especially at this time where the Packers are as an organization. I mean, this is a really important preseason once again with Jordan Love at mm-hmm. the helm because, I mean, Irv was talking about it. He, he kind of wanted to sound like he wanted to trade Jordan Love if he had a good preseason. But more than anything, I think just it's going to make the Packers' lives so much easier if they see good things out of Jordan Love, knowing that, okay, well, maybe we can – go with this guy after Aaron Rodgers is done. I mean, I know to fans, it may make sense to trade the guy and get as much as you can if Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for a couple more years, but I'm sure the Packers don't want to have to go through QB roulette and try to pick out guys from another draft or either bring in you know veteran quarterbacks to fill a gap when Aaron Rodgers is done or back him up if you do trade Jordan Love. So I think this is going to be a really um, – Gutekinds is definitely going to be hopefully – Hopefully he can uh, have a sigh of relief, I guess, is the way I should put it, if Jordan Love has a good preseason. And we've talked about Jordan Love too much over the last week. We've talked about the quarterback position too much over the last week, but that's what the quarterback position is, yeah. and that's what Jordan Love is, and you don't have to look far to see why. 
you don't have to look far beyond the Seneca Wallace, Scott Tolzien, Brett Hundley, Deshaun Kaiser, and what happened to the Packers when those guys were playing games. So that that is one thing that definitely makes this preseason game better to watch is there is a reason offensively, as long as Jordan Love is in the game, whatever else is going on, as long as he is in the game, there is a reason to be watching and there is a reason to be critical. It's not going to be, I started the game, uh, that Patriots game you were watching last night, started that game and the Patriots came out with Brian Hoyer under center. What in the world do you need to see from Brian Hoyer? He has been in that system for 70 years. He is going to be the same guy. For the Packers, at least it's not that. There is something to actually watch. We'll keep talking Packers football in preseason on uh, 1250 AM. The Fan, be sure to call in 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. You are listening to The Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fan Afternoon Show. Now we're doing a show, getting ready for games in St. Louis. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Nelly bringing us back from break on the Fan Afternoon Show, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, talking a little Packers football. And honestly, I lost my train of thought because I'm just very into the fact that we finally have Nelly coming on. We'll have more, too, throughout the show. That's, uh, oh, thank God. That I, 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 I I took long enough. I I do remember where I was going, by the way. I wanted to do this read for a second time, because why not? We have breaking news on the fan brought to you by Beat the Streak Podcast. Get an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking news, NBA champion Bucks legend Sam Merrill has signed with Sacramento Kings. Ooh, all right. Filling in the void of Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, no, that's uh, now that he is on the Golden State slash Milwaukee Warriors. Um, yeah, it is uh, the Sam Merrill show with the Sacramento Kings. What was your favorite Sam Merrill Bucks memory? Uh, the three for the most threes in a game. Okay. That was that was him. He, yeah, he uh, he oh, hit yeah. the one that right. that broke the record. It's a pretty good one because uh, second best memory was the trade. But normally, you know. when you know a player doesn't play long for these franchises here in Wisconsin, we always just bring it up. Yeah, no, but that that's a real one. He well, he yeah. has an actual Bucks highlight. It was that was against the Celtics. And then never forget they were trying to get the game off of TNT because they were yeah. blowing them out so badly. And then yeah. Sam Merrill's making history for the Bucks. But um, yeah, we what all- a legend. Uh, now he is in Sacramento, where all NBA careers go to flourish. So, you know, only good things ahead for the uh, Sacramento Kings. Again, that's Sam Merrill signing with the Sacramento Kings. We wish him nothing but the best here on uh, 1250 AM. The fan going back to Packers now as they're uh, getting set for preseason opener against the 49ers. Jordan Love finally gets the the keys to the car. You would assume for all three games he will be the primary player if not the only player in at least game two and maybe game three as well outside of love. Is there anyone else who you really have your eye on as, as crazy important? We've, we've talked about Vernon Scott. We've talked about Devante Wyatt. We've talked about the receivers. I, I think there are guys who it, it matters, but I don't know if there's anyone in the same level as love. No, I mean, we've kind of talked about him too. I know you just said the receivers, but Amari Rogers is definitely somebody for me. I know he's put in a lot of work in the offseason with the hype videos and stuff like that with the workouts. So you would just like to see him, you know, make some professional moves at the receiver position. He's definitely a guy I'm going to keep my eye on. Now, I know he's probably not going to get all that many snaps, but he's definitely one. Um, Patrick Taylor would be another one, too, because I just think that, look, injuries are going to happen this season. I don't think we brought that up enough is that on the defensive side, we talk about all these guys that the Packers have brought in, but 
at the end of the day, some of those guys may be getting more snaps than we may realize or think because at the end of the day, who knows? I mean, one bad thing can happen in the regular season and the guy might be out for a majority of the year. I mean, look at Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander last year. So it's going to be, I know some of these guys might get limited snaps, but you just hope to see, you know, very promising signs from them because their number may be called for a large majority of the season. I cannot believe I'm going to say this. I'm like actually getting a little queasy, uh, getting up the nerve to say it. Looking forward to seeing special teams in a preseason game. Oh yeah, that's a that's a real scary thought, and that's a real oh my. We have we have talked too much about preseason football. Where I'm at the point of of talking about that, but I I need to see how it goes, and I would like to see whatever the starters are going to be for special teams, other than you know your Bakhtiaris and anyone who's who's injured. I want all of them out there, and I want all of them out there through the fourth quarter on special teams. And I realize. Yes, we have a punter gate drop. Of course we do. I, I realize that uh, special teams can be volatile and injuries can happen. Uh, so you, you protect some of the guys, but uh, you, you can only protect them for so long. We need yep. to see what that's going to look like. Uh, it, by all accounts, Rich Basaccia has been very active and very vocal at the practices. And it, it's definitely getting more attention. I think it's not just the special teams coordinator. It's also... Matt LaFleur did not give a ton of time to special teams and practices over the past few years. No, and, There I mean, has been a lot more this year, and I'd like to see that pay off. But from everything I've seen, both in person uh, at a couple of the practices and on social media, while they're having more of a, a focus on it, it hasn't necessarily helped yet. Special teams haven't been pretty so far throughout training camp. They certainly weren't pretty on family night. And it's okay if they're not peaking right now you want them peaking in december and january and hopefully in february but you'd like to see it start going in the right direction right because the last thing you want to you, the last thing you want to see is mason crosby struggling with field goals in the preseason and having to worry about that in week one against the vikings if it comes down to or snaps right, or exactly. holds or punts or blocking or returns i have no problem once jordan loves out of this game which for all intents and purposes i'll say fourth quarter but by, by then he'll yeah. for sure be out I don't care if it's first down. If you're on the 30-yard line, kick a field goal. Get them out there, and let's see what they can do. So are you saying that we're going to be keeping a big eye on what Jack Coco does for the Green Bay Packers at long snapper? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, Look, it's, just, it's just sad that I'm saying it, but yeah. I, I mean, you don't want a Steven Wordle situation where he's getting backed up. Who just got cut two yeah. days ago. I you mean, don't want him getting you – know, you don't want to see Mr. Coco getting backed up into the punter and uh, causing a blocked punt, so – I. It's silly to say, but realistically, I mean, look, the Packers are one of those unique teams that special teams has to really make a big difference from where it was last year. So and, I don't and think it's, it's also one of those things that even in the preseason, now that Wordle is cut, Coco, I think, is the only long snapper on the team. Yeah. So whether it's the first quarter in the first drive or the end of the game in the fourth, it's the same guy out there. And I'd like to see that it can go well. Right. You don't want to have to make uh, who was the kicker last year before they brought or the punter that they brought in before. Um, uh, J.K. Okay. Scott. Yeah, you don't want to have to have a situation like that where you have somebody on the roster, but then you got to make a move and totally replace them before the preseason is over. Yeah, and I'd also like to see you know Mason Crosby get healthy and be okay because from what it sounds like, his backup is not exactly cutting it right now, but that's not something we'll see uh, week one. Right. Crosby will not be out Special there. teams breakdown here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Let's go. Preseason special yeah. teams breakdown here on the <laughs> yeah. Fan Afternoon Show. Uh, we're doing draft mockery in a minute, I believe, right? Yeah, what a weird, wacky way. So we talk about you know preseason special teams, and now we're going into an even wackier segment with draft mockery coming up after the break. And on top of that, we have Notebook Mike joining us today. So Just a, a perfect recipe for a wonderful, memorable draft mockery to round out my, uh, my five days on the Fan <laughs> Afternoon Show. That's coming up next. Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights, gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that night, gourmet popcorn. 
cherry sweet corn or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have Nat's Gourmet Popcorn. Yeah. Welcome back to the Fan Afternoon Show. Draft Mockery brought to you by Bart's Singing Voice and Night's Gourmet Popcorn, providing you the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 1250 AM The Fan for 20% off. And do not mention that I am now 0 for 4, and I think I have been in last place three of those four times. Sam? It happens to the best of us, Scott. I have and myself. me too. I have not been doing very well in this uh, new season of Draft Mockery. Thank goodness we're not doing winning percentage this season because I probably would be in last place. Anyways, the results from yesterday's draft, we did Coach Clichés, and Bart Winkler ended up finishing in first with 55% of the vote. I thought I had the you know Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of the draft with We Gotta Be Better, but apparently that wasn't the case. I finished in second with uh, 30%, and then Scott, despite having uh, Coach Bart Lundy. I had an actual coach helping right, me. You finished in third with 15%. I think that's a good thing, though, for Coach Lundy. That means that... Yeah. You know, his, he's not talking in cliches the entire time. Or maybe, you know, the cliches aren't as cliche, if that makes sense. But anyways, the standings now are in draft mockery. I'm in the lead with 11.5 wins. Toby Altizer in second place with seven. Kevin Holden in third place with four and a half. Tim Allen in fourth place with four wins. Bart Winkler now tied with Tim Shea in fifth place with three victories each. Stephanie Sutton in sixth place with two, Evan Heffelfinger, Adam Roberts, and Scott Grotsky in seventh place with one victory each. Today, we'll be doing a variation of our draft that we did a couple days ago of movie character drafts that pretty much turned into a monster superhero cage match. So today, in order to do right on our previous topic, we are doing another movie character uh, cage match, but this time it'll be humans. No superhero powers, no nothing, so think your special secret agents and all that. All the Bruce Willis movies that he's been in. So that's what we're doing for Draft Mockery Day. Human movie character cage match. Our guest for today is the one and only Notebook Mike, who has done a few Draft Mockeries. Uh, he's got a couple under his belt. Mike, you said uh, a couple of days ago you were undefeated. You are not. You were actually, if anything, 2-2. Two and two. I never said that. You said you were 2-0. I, 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 ha- I can dig up the tape, I, Mike. I never did. I'm 2-1. Yeah, but I, I didn't understand why I wasn't included. But that's all right. <laughs> if anything, you're you you've been the only caller that's been doing it more than once, so you should feel lucky. What? I said you're the only caller that has done this multiple occasions. So if anything, you should feel pretty happy well, for where you are. I called one day and I said, "Let's get some more, you know, my family on there, you know, trap." Your family? <laughs> we call it the family. Okay, all right. The callers. Once again, Painter, Trav. Yeah, Dave. let's stick to one caller for, uh, per draft Mike mockery, all right? Okay. All right, go ahead. All right. Once again, if you guys want to do I'm draft mockery. Ask. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute you for a sec, bud. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> if people want to do draft mockery, feel free to call in. The draft order for today, Mike said he wanted to go last, so Notebook Mike will be third overall. Okay, I'll take that. Scott Grotsky, on your final day here on the afternoon show this week, you'll have the first overall pick. I will go second. Scott, your first pick. Mike, I'm going to boost you back up. You can talk again now, um, but Scott will have the first pick, all right? All right, All right so we're, we're talking I no superhuman powers, correct? No superhero powers at all. All right, I'm taking Batman. Fair there, enough. There are no powers there. <laughs> uh, we can call it Bruce Wayne if you want. All right. There, there are no powers. That is just a, just a man with a terribly tragic past yeah. who, you know— was able to beat my first pick in the everything cage match Superman by himself. So. Are you going to – I think if I – for my team, I mean, I might not even have to, like, really draft a counter. If anything, I think I just need somebody to mention his parents and that might sure. just mentally <laughs> sure. destroy him. So Yeah, that's possible. So you can draft Martha. I think – I don't know if this guy was drafted in our first uh, movie character cage match, but, I mean, this guy has done so much damage with just a pencil. A pencil, Scott Grotsky. I'm talking about the one and only John Wick. Yeah, John Wick was my other one. All right. Notebook Mike, you kind of have a sense for how this is going, right? Uh, you don't want the movie mentioned. We, you can. Give me, Mar- give me Marlon Brando, Godfather 1 and 2. <laughs> he never pulled a gun. He did it all just, okay, so you know what I mean? Your, your strategy for a cage match is just, you're just going to make offers that these people can't refuse. <laughs> exactly. Okay, all right. Okay. That's the strategy you want to go with. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so you're going with Don Corleone from uh, Godfather 1 and yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, sounds good. 
Scott, back to you. I was really hoping to get Wick too. Would you have taken Batman if I if I took Wick one? No, because I just wasn't gonna go superheroes at all. So that was a good pick by you. No, it was a terrible pick. I should have taken Wick then. I could have taken Batman here. I guess. Uh, uh, I'll go Bond. All right, James Bond is off the board. That was a good one. All right, um, with my second pick, my God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> oh sure, sure. Give me Jason Bourne for my second pick. Uh, Notebook Mike, your second pick in the human movie character cage match. Sylvester Stallone. Rambo? First Blood. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's one of the, those are movies when you're channel surfing, you stop and watch. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. All right. Wow, that's, re- that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, we use that a lot because Rami always thought that he looked like Rambo. So, fair enough. That Rami well, you looked like Rambo? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Because he has hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Rami. Hey, you got this job. You got to work on your impersonations. Me? I, well, yeah, if you're going to, you know, that was pretty good. That, that was, you know? okay. If you thought that was me, I mean, cool. That was a drop. All right. Am oh, I able to take just. You? No, that was from literally the movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> The only one I got down so far is Mike McGivern. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah. You, can you give us a little taste here before we get to Scott's third pick of Mike McGivern? Can you give us a faith in his own? What do you want? Give me a Mike McGivern notebook, Mike, real quick. Hey, guys, this is Mike McGivern. Join me Saturday for the high school football show. Only on the thing. Okay. Mike, if you're listening, we yes, love you. Sir. All right. Scott Grotsky, after that, uh, after that glorious radio magic right there, what's your third pick? Uh, am I allowed to take Chuck Norris, or do I need a character? Um, if you can give me like a, a a movie character of Chuck Norris, then you can do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know any. I just know Chuck Norris. Neither do <laughs> yes. I. And quite frankly, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So if you want to Google that, and then we'll come back to it. I'll just give you Chuck Norris for now, but you'll have, you're going to have to give I, me a movie I, later. I'd, on. I'd like to just have Chuck Norris. I get it. I get it. But. I mean, it kind of goes against the entire draft. Yeah, I guess it does a little bit. But I... I'll mark you down for Chuck Norris. That's fair enough. Um, let's see. Back to me for my next pick here. I'm going to go with another Sylvester, uh, Sylvester Stallone and give mm. me Rocky for my third pick. Notebook Mike. You're... Now, wait a minute. Wait. I said Sylvester Stallone. But you took Rambo. I took I took Rocky. Oh, now you... It's movie characters, Mike. Go ahead. No, it's your pick. You go ahead. Jeez. Well, I thought you just wanted the name. No, no. Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Give me Al Pacino, Scarface. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. You're going. Yeah, with mo- it is. You're going with mobsters essentially, and then uh, Rambo is yours. All right. Fair enough. Um, Scott Grotsky, your last pick. Hmm. I'm, I'm down between two. I got one just ready in the bag, and I swear if you pick it, I'm going to be I'm so I'm not going to pick it. I, I, got, I got two that are there. One you're for sure not going to take because it's another superhero with no powers. You take longer than my mom and sister playing Scrabble. We can hang up on you if you'd like. We can, Mike. I will do that in a heartbeat. I will do that in a heartbeat. I'm just kidding. Mm. Are you, though? Yeah. You, you guys know me. Uh, give me Iron Man. Iron Man, that's a superhero. You don't have any powers. All right. Fair enough. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. You want me not to do Iron Man? I can not do Iron Man. I prefer it. Like, Batman was pushing it, but Batman fine. Give me, is literally give just me, a ninja. Uh, give me Dominic well, I, Toretto. Oh. A, it's about family. Yeah, I get the whole family, actually, with him. <laughs> it's about family. Is, is he just going to bring a car? I know he's pretty buff and all that. He's 100% going to bring the car, but I'm sorry. But have you have you seen the the movies as they've evolved? He's turned into, like, the yeah. greatest super agent ever. Yeah, he can't turn his head around either. So maybe I'll have an advantage that way. All right. Neither can Batman. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm just like I said. I could have just picked. Uh, ooh, should I pick Joker? I thought I, there was a part of me that thought that's where you were going with the uh, the nah, pencil thing. No, I mean Joker's good, but like I feel like if you put him in a cage match, like Batman always just beats the hell out of him at the end yeah. of the day. Um, so maybe I don't know. But for my last pick, um, I watched this movie last night because it's just so great, and I would love to have Arnold Schwarzenegger on my team. Give me Dutch from Predator. I mean, he 
literally outlasted a predator. So give me Dutch from the Predator series. Notebook Mike, the last pick in today's movie character draft. Well, I was going to say the Joker, but you said no superheroes. He's in a superhero movie. You said, He's got okay. no powers. You can do Joker. Yeah, you can do Joker. No, I don't want to do the Joker. Well, okay. I, mean, right. I am going to go the top gun, Tom Cruise. You so, good, man. I mean, okay, so you just. I always stop to watch whenever it's on. Okay. Um, so what? Right. what's your plan in this cage match? He's going to bring a jet with him or, or what? He's going to land in the jet and go to town. I mean. Because he does movies with. What is the movie? Why don't you does? just pick Tom Cruise from like Mission Impossible? Yeah, he does that, and he's kicking butt. I'll, I'll, do you want me to give you Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible? What I, I'm not a big fan of the Mission Impossible series. I don't know what his name is. Ethan but, Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Do you want to go with Ethan Hunt? Well, you don't like Top Gun? No, I mean, I just I feel like I'm okay. giving you a, I feel like I'm giving you an advantage as opposed to going with a guy in a plane in a cage match. Okay, I'll take Ethan Hunt. All right, Ethan Hunt. Can I? Can I? Uh, I, I looked for movies, and I, you know what? I'm not super comfortable taking something that I do not watch. Chuck Norris movies. All right. Can I swap with, him out for something? Yeah, you can go with literally any Mark Wahlberg movie as your only alternative. Any Mark? Wa- I was going <laughs> to go. With, I was going to go with John McClane, but uh, uh, no, yeah, I'm totally kidding. You can go with John. McClane. Yeah, let's just let's just do McClane and get that over with Fair instead enough. of doing McQuaid and whatever other Chuck Norris roles there are that I have never actually seen. I love Die Hard. Same thing for Bruce Lee. I decided. I, I know him. I don't know his roles. All right. A quick recap. Once again, this is a human movie character cage match. We tried to avoid superheroes, but this guy technically qualifies as a human because at the end of the day, he's just a... He's the nin- world's greatest detective. He's the world's greatest detective, a ninja with the biggest uh, parent issues and just can't get over it and decided to become a bat instead of an alley. Can you imagine if Batman uh, instead became, you know, alley man instead of, you know, Batman? I don't know. Just something I always think of. All right. Scott Krotsky's team. <laughs> Batman. Uh, what was your second pick? I can't. Uh, Bond. Okay, I couldn't even read my own writing. James Bond and John McClane from Die Hard. And then oh, I'd be so mad if I lose this. My team is so much better. Dominic Toretto from Fast and Furious. And then my team, John Wick, Jason Bourne, Rocky, and Dutch from the Predator series. Although Wick is a problem. Notebook Mike, your team, Don Corleone, who's just going to make offers, and uh, Rambo, yeah. Scarface, and Ethan Hunt. How do you feel about your team, Mike? That's four? Sure is. Did you leave out Al Pacino? Nice. No, Scarface. I said Scarface. I'll, I'll look up what his, okay, what his character's okay. name is. So uh, you feel Tony, pretty Tony Montana. Just, Tony Montana. Yeah, there it is. Rambo, you can't just turn it on and then turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to let you go before this gets any weirder hey. and we lose more listeners, all right? Real, real quick, I wanted to say Jim Robbins, Shawshank. And I guess he'd get his butt whipped. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What, what is he going to do? Is he just going <laughs> to dig yeah. a hole like in the cage and then crawl out he's underneath gonna, uh, and then be the last man standing? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm All not... right, guys. Okay, Mike. This has been an experience. Yeah, you're telling me. Okay, next man up is Trav, so get him on there. Well, next man up on Monday will be Tim Allen. But, uh, Mike, thank you very much for the time. Have a good one, All right. All right, love you guys. <sighs> I guess Tim I Robbins I, could do, I mean, he, he could do taxes for Bruce Wayne. There's got to be yeah. a lot of stuff to hide away. I mean, he could just, like, dig a hole, like, in the cage match floor and then just, like, crawl underneath and get out of the cage and then just be the last man standing, basically. But yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. Anytime I talk with Notebook Mike, I feel like I need a glass of scotch or something afterwards <laughs> just to, like, wind down a little bit. I think a commercial break is probably the next best thing. Yeah, that's what we'll have to do here on the Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM, The Fan. We're talking Chris Middleton, Bucks basketball in a minute when we come back. Chris Middleton, NBA champion, turns 31 years young today. Bucks wishing him happy birthday, but apparently not sending out a video, which to Sam is catastrophic. Do they really love Chris Middleton? I mean, if it's Giannis's birthday, they are playing everything and everything they have <laughs> in that social media room. And if it's Drew Holiday, I mean, they'll probably put something out too. But all they did, they just put out a picture of Chris Middleton and his glorious smile. No video. Do you really love Chris Middleton? Maybe the smile's so good you don't need video. What does it mean, Scott? What does it mean? It means trying- you're listening to the Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM. The Fan, never miss a moment from the Fan again. Free Odyssey app. You can download Fan Afternoon Show, listen whenever. 
and wherever works best for you. As we're talking Chris Middleton and his 31st birthday, looking a little bit at his spot in the NBA landscape and where do you see Chris Middleton? Where is he among the NBA's best? Is this even a conversation he should be in among the NBA's best? To me, obviously he's not your top tier superstar. He's not your second tier superstar, which are the, you know, Trey Youngs and cats of the world, but he's about as good of a third tier guy as you're going to find. I, I think him and Drew Holiday are pretty much in the exact same spot. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if I had to pick, I'd rather have Drew. Maybe. Well, I think Drew is just because of how, how good he is on both sides of the court. Chris yeah. Middleton is obviously still pretty good But you also saw how but... much the Bucks struggled offensively against the Celtics when they didn't have Chris. So, yeah, but I, it'd be interesting to, to think about what would happen in that series if you had you know just Chris Middleton and Giannis. Yeah, I, I, I think it depends a little bit on matchups, who I'd rather have out of those two. But either way, I think both of them, you're looking at top 25 players in the NBA. It's the lower end of the top 25, but... You're still looking at top 25 players, which means you're looking at guys who are good enough to be all-stars, but not good enough to be first, second, or third team All-NBA. And I, I think that's a fair place to put them. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, look, Chris Middleton, being an all-star a couple times in his career, he's shown that he can kind of hang around with some of those guys. And kind of when you look around at some of the other teams, too, I mean, obviously, between the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson is a better number two than Chris Middleton. Uh, a lot of these Is teams- he still? Maybe not still, but you know, I mean, he, he was, but I, I don't know right now. I, I think I'd probably take Middleton over Clay. Yeah, I think back in the day, I'd probably say Clay Thompson because he, I think people. No, would, back in the day for yeah. sure. Back in the day, Clay Thompson was probably a top 15 player. He well, probably wasn't all NBA guy. People forget too how good he is on both sides of the court. Granted, yeah. the injuries kind of hampered that, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, Chris Middleton or Jalen Brown, that's a tough one. Um, Chris Middleton or Jimmy Butler. I mean, that uh, Dick Butler. Yeah. So when you put him against some of the number twos across the league, you kind of you kind of obviously side with some of the other superstars in the league. But look, I mean, what Chris Middleton has become for basically what was he? He was essentially a throw-in in the Brandon Jennings deal for Brandon Knight, and then all of a sudden now you have a guy that you built your franchise around with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday, and then ended up winning a championship with. And it's kind of funny too. I mean, you think about his career trajectory. I mean, at the time. Chris and Giannis, when Jason Kidd was the head coach, they were fighting with one another. They were mm-hmm. trying to get playing minutes, and you kind of saw that uh, after they won the championship that they're just a complete bromance now. I, and, and they set the tone for the rest of the team. Their relationship and their mentality set the tone for the rest of the team. It, it sets the stage for a team that's very good chemistry and a team that is very moving forward in one direction with one goal at all times, not necessarily looking for personal glory or personal fame. I think it was great that Chris Middleton was on Team USA after the uh, the Bucks championship, both him and Drew Holiday, because he's the kind of guy who does tend to get overlooked. He isn't flashy. So him having that honor was a huge deal. And I think that the rest of the NBA and the rest of the basketball world knows now what the Bucks and Bucks fans have known for the better part of five or six years, the whole Chris Middleton is good movement. That was something that started in Milwaukee because he wasn't really getting any attention. And now he's a guy who is an all-star, a guy who is a U.S. Olympian, and a guy who is seen as one of those top 25, top 30 players in the NBA. And I, I think Middleton, sometimes it, it does get overlooked just how important he can be. But man, they were a very different team in the playoffs once he went down. They were a wildly different team in the playoffs once he went down, and they were a much worse team in the playoffs once he went down. Once again, 414-677-1250. Before we get to Peter Bukowski at the top of the hour to dive into more Packers talk, let's get out to the phone lines. Jacob on the south side. Jacob, you're on the fan. What's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, real quick. First of all, I'm getting so much crap today because I said something that was the truth earlier this this morning, and everybody's got their panties in a bundle because I said something. I said, Jordan Love beat San Francisco last year, and now everybody's blowing up my phone. I'm sorry. We didn't need Aaron Rodgers to be the guy playing 500 in that game. We needed a guy that could hand the ball off, make the reads, and score a freaking touchdown. One touchdown. That's all we needed. Jordan Love could have done that. And secondly, man, I was triggered because I heard you just kind of nonchalantly go like, oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler over Chris Middleton. Man, Jimmy Butler, all he's got is a reputation for being like, a tough guy, but really he's a fake tough guy because what has he actually done in his career? He can't Carried shoot. The guy the finals. Up. 
Well, Bryn Forbes outscored him in a playoff series. That's never happening to Chris Middleton. I'm sorry. But I got triggered because, like, I think Jimmy Butler, one of the most overrated dudes I've ever seen in the NBA. And if Chris Middleton was a number one on a team like that, people wouldn't talk about Jimmy Butler. Jacob, appreciate the time, as always, man. we got to get to Peter Bukowski in a couple minutes here. Some um, interesting – I don't know about the Jordan Love thing. I'm still going to take Aaron Rodgers over Jordan Love at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but as far as the Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler thing, I mean, Jimmy Butler is just such an up and down player. I mean, but at the end of the day, like you look at this past playoff series, granted Chris Middleton was injured, but Jimmy Butler really heated back up and kind of came back into form of what the old Jimmy Butler was in this previous playoff run. And, and Jacob has a fair point. It, it's, it's not necessarily as no brainer as I made it sound, but to me, I mean, I I'm taking Butler and it's also aside from what he can do offensively in the playoffs when he actually is playing the whole season, which we saw defensively, he's a much better player than, than Chris Middleton, obviously. Got to love whenever we uh, talk about Chris Middleton on any, any station, any show that, you know, as soon as we bring him up, it's always, well, is he better than this guy? Is he worse than this guy? But at the end of the day, um, as Chris Middleton mentioned beforehand, what Jimmy Butler doesn't have that Chris Middleton does is we are the champs. So at least he can say that. At the end of the and day. I do love with Chris Middleton. It's always so polarizing because you'll have the people who think, oh, yeah, he's much better than Jimmy Butler. And then you'll have the people who think, yeah, the Bucks don't really need him anyway. It's uh, whatever. He's a shooter. We can find someone else. He, he is one of the most polarizing players in the NBA and certainly uh, one of the more polarizing players in the Bucks roster. To me, he is an all star. He is a top tier player. He's just at the bottom of that top tier. Uh, along with Drew Holiday as someone who, you know, could Chris Middleton be a number one on a team? Yeah, but that team is then not going to be that good. They're going to be fine. Uh, but he is a perfect piece to put with Drew. He is a perfect piece to put with Giannis, and the Bucks are very lucky and should be very happy, obviously, to have all three of them. You're listening to The Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM The Fan. We'll have Peter Bukowski joining us when we come back. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.